morning and welcome back to Go From Here. This is Belle, your one and only host for this podcast. I have a moment of silence because both the fur babies are playing with sticks right now that Christopher got from the fruit basket that we got him for mine and his anniversary. Um, it's been four years, guys. It's uh, it's felt longer. Like, not in a bad way, but it's felt longer. <laughs> I mean, you know, in, in moments, we have moments, too. So, um, but so I can't make sentences, apparently, this morning. Happy Friday feels. It is, um, it's, it's felt like Friday all week long. And it's, uh, yeah, my brain is barely working this morning, apparently. But I, I had a topic that I wanted to talk about yesterday. And it was like, this is the thing that I'm going to talk about my Friday feels. And I forgot it already because burnout is a thing sometimes. Um, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I was listening to Call Me Daddy. Call Her Daddy. Jeez, why do I always say Call Me Daddy? Um, and she was talking to Nico Tortorella. And he's Josh on Younger, if you guys are familiar with the show. Um, and he's in... I mean, just watch the show so you guys understand why I lost my train of thought that second. Um, and they were actually talking about their exes. It was a very short moment of conversation, but it sparked something in me to bring up um, because I have also been watching X-Rated with Andy Cohen and Shan Boudram on Amazon. And it's it's been an interesting show. It involves if you guys haven't seen it you should check it out um it involves the participants exes to come on the show and basically rate them on the scale of um just how they were while they were dating and it goes everything from like hygiene to like oral sex to communication and it it's been super eye-opening because for someone like me who's trying to understand more about myself and understand more about like how I function so I can understand how I function around other people as opposed to trying to understand people themselves because I don't have the capacity to do that and that's something that I'm learning now is that before I can understand someone else I really have to understand myself and how I am with other people first and then I can properly understand how someone else is because of how we interact, right? Two individuals, two very different people. It's just a form of respect. And um, the people on the show, you know, sometimes learn very deep things about themselves. Sometimes they learn things that, you know, is con like confirmed by what they thought originally. And sometimes, you get the one participant or the few participants who just don't want to learn anything about themselves, which is very interesting. It's a very interesting 
dynamic when that happens because um, for me, I if I were a participant on X-rated, I wouldn't be very nervous about having my exes on the show at all. Really, um, both my exes are friendly with me. Um, well, the one, and uh, you know, I before my unfortunate falling out with my most recent ex, um, we actually got to a point where I asked him a lot of like deeper questions about, you know, why do you think we broke up and all these other things about myself that I wanted to see his perspective and, you know, why we just didn't work out. Um, and it wasn't because, you know, we didn't love each other or it wasn't because of other, like, you know, when you break up and it's because someone cheated or someone like, like it was domestic abuse or emotional abuse or something that you can be mad about. It was never like that with my exes. Well, my first one, my first one cheated, um, which, I'm only really healing from now in therapy, but um, thank God. And then the second one, it was just, I think it was just, you know, bad timing, I think, or it wasn't the right place for both of us. Um, but I wouldn't be afraid to go on that show with both of them because I know how they both feel. I know how they both saw the relationship and I know how I see myself. So I wouldn't be like tens across the board or anything lower than like a five really for most of them. But I also wouldn't be surprised to see how they rated me and what they have to say about a relationship. Um, it was an interesting, thing to talk about when I didn't hesitate at all to say that I'd be on the show and have my exes on the show and uh, you know a lot of people would not be on that show you know a lot of people would not want their exes on that show and I think it was a really interesting topic to kind of sit with because the conversation really much pretty much ended at that point where the conver the, the question came up of well would you be on the show and i said yes and i said that my me and my exes I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be really um surprised about anything that they said um and the other side of that conversation just straight up said no like it was just uh no i wouldn't i wouldn't want to see my exes i wouldn't want to have my exes on the show and I think one of the things in therapy and just I think with my friends and I um, one of the things that I've been most grateful for is that very fact is that I think you know you'll always have the few exes that you don't talk to or the few exes that like is just bad blood um, but sometimes you get lucky and you have the few exes that you can still be friends with and that you kind of interact with but like on a really friendly note and i know a lot of people will disagree with that with me 
Um, I know a lot of people say, you know, their exes, why have them in your life? Um, and my response to it is, I mean, however you really feel comfortable with your exes is how you keep them in your life, you know? Um, I completely understand not having someone who broke you and like hurt you in any way that you feel they did that to you. I completely understand that. And I completely respect the notion that you never want to have them in your life. Um, I just, for me, I wanted closure with my exes and it wasn't that I needed them to tell me, you know, why we broke up or why it didn't work out. Um, it was mainly for me to understand why we didn't work out and, you know, what happened um, and what I did. I didn't want to see either of them in a bad light. I can't. They're wonderful human beings. And, you know, it, it took both parties to break the relationships. And I think that's another thing that I appreciate about both my exes, that it was a, it was a point of growth for all of us to understand that it wasn't just one party that did it and I think I think people who don't necessarily you know aside from any form of abuse or a cheating or um, choices that the other partner made to hurt their partner I think um, sometimes bad blood is because one side of the relationship doesn't think that they did anything and that they think that you know the relationship ended because of the other person or the relationship ended because he or she never did this or always did this or whatever and learning that in therapy that you know 30% of the time it's always my fault or the other person's fault but you know it goes both ways right that everyone always says when there's like um a fight or someone didn't reach out to someone or someone hurt someone else they always say well it goes both ways like why didn't you reach out to me or you know how come you never consoled me or whatever it goes both ways and it really does it goes both ways in a relationship where one person is trying and the other person isn't and then when the person who's trying stops the other partner all of a sudden notices that they have stopped making an effort and says well why are you why are you not making an effort anymore because i'm tired because you don't make an effort because every time i've ever tried to reach out you don't make an effort you don't communicate how you're feeling you always say that it's just your problem or that it's just my problem and god forbid guys when i know this is gonna sound super super fucking personal because this is how my podcast is when someone tells me in a relationship specifically in a relationship that it is my problem um let's unpack that shall we because in a relationship i understand that there are two individuals i'm very well aware of that but if we're fighting about it and you tell me that it's my problem it's not 
it's both of our problems because you were 30% of that problem. Now, I won't get into it because I can get on this giant tirade about it and therapy helps me choose peace over being right. Choose peace over being right. If you guys watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Mauricio, Kyle's husband, says that all the time and he's very composed for one of the husbands in Real Housewives. So mind you, I don't know the relationship. I don't know how he is in real life, but on television, I can appreciate his character and his personality. So I've taken to that peace over being right um, because I honestly would rather have peace than be right. I don't want to instigate triggers. I don't want to like it's so manipulative when someone knows your triggers and then decides to use it against you in moments of vulnerability. Take note of people. Um, this does sound very spiteful now, but you know, not but it is sounding a little spiteful, so I'm gonna stop. Um, relationships are very uh, they they take a lot of effort, and I think. At least for me, when I stop doing something, it's because I've gotten to a place where I've hit a wall because my partners put up a wall that I've been hitting for X amount of time and I'm tired of it and I don't want to try anymore. So one of the things that um, my ex has taught me is that, you know, when we keep trying, or sorry, when they kept trying, with me and I put up a wall and they just kept going into it and that wall was strong as fuck guys why keep trying why keep trying so that's where I am currently too where it's just like if I keep hitting a wall I don't want to do it anymore and if you're gonna ask me why all of a sudden my my relationship with you has changed or my personality towards you has changed or you know, why I no longer care about certain aspects of you that I used to care about. It's because I've been hitting your wall so many times, and that is rude, Car. Um, that I don't want to do this anymore. And I think, you know, the whole aspect of wanting to change someone is also a very real thing in relationships. Don't try to do it, it's never gonna happen. You know, if you feel like you need to change someone to be happy in a relationship, leave the relationship because it's not going to happen the other person needs to want to change and they need to feel that you can give them the space for them to understand whether or not they want to change and there's also the aspect of sometimes when relationships are starting to feel a little bit distant or that you guys aren't you know interacting in ways where you feel connected like you know being intimate having sex guys is important it's important and if it's important to you and it's not important to your partner and you've discussed this and they refuse to fucking tell you why it's not a thing um, and it's still important to you you're not gonna change them if they don't want to change because they don't want to make the effort and you know honestly I think when people don't make the effort in relationships where they tell you that it's your problem or that they don't want to fix it or that they don't want to talk about it because there's something about them that they don't want to talk about that's unfair to you and that's when you make the decision whether or not you think it's okay that they don't want to be open about it when you are and you can either stay and you're gonna have to fucking deal with it 
or fucking leave. Take your empowerment back and leave because sometimes it's not worth staying in a relationship where you try to make a space where they feel comfortable and safe and it's open and they don't reciprocate it because they think that their problems are their problems when you're trying to make it your problem. Well, not trying to make it your problem because that's codependency. There's a difference. When you're trying to create a supportive system for them to heal within themselves and not have it affect you. And that is another thing, guys. That is another thing. Relationships, right? Everything you do, everything that your partner does affects you. So if you think that everything you do by yourself doesn't affect your partner, it does. Everything that you do um, outside of your partner and you think that it's okay, sometimes it's not because how you react to how you're not telling your partner something, how you're hiding something, how you feel uncomfortable about something shows towards your partner. Why do I know this? Because I am like that. I'm like that. If I'm not telling Christopher something and it's making me uncomfortable, I am snarky as fuck. And I don't know when I do it. I know it after the fact that I do it because my body is actually reacting to me being like, I need to tell him and I'm uncomfortable to talk to him about it, but I don't want to keep it inside anymore. So instead, what comes out is me being snooty and annoying and bitchy the entire time. So, you know, one of the coolest things that I've actually learned in Real Housewives is that if there's something that's bothering you, bring it up in the moment. Just bring it up. Just just talk about it, right? And if it doesn't work out, guys, queens, kings, if it doesn't work out when you have the fucking conversation, and this can apply to finances and money and family and or having kids, you know? Or sex, because I said that I would say sex more in my episodes and I haven't really done that. Um, or your exes. Anything I think, in my perspective and humble opinion, anything that makes you uncomfortable for yourself, bring it up with your partner. Because, you know, like for me, I try to make uncomfortable situations as comfortable as fucking possible. Even if I'm uncomfortable, I don't like talking about money all that much, um, but I will talk about it because Christopher will bring it up. You know, I don't really like talking about my family all that much, but I'll talk about it because Christopher helps me feel comfortable that way, right? I am positive about, you know, having babies and I'm sex positive and I will talk about shit like that, but it makes Christopher uncomfortable like no one's fucking business and i will bring it up right but because i'm the one bringing it up and he's taught me that there are moments where i just need to make him feel comfortable i will try to make him as comfortable as possible right i won't push it but but this is where the giant fucking butt is and my therapist hates this about me but and it applies here mind you if I bring something up, if Christopher brings something up and neither one of us listens or 
or not neither, either one of us doesn't listen or either one of us doesn't change or either one of us fucking says the words that irritate my fucking blood, it is your problem, not mine, then there's something that we either have to talk about or something that we have to accept about ourselves or each other or something that I need to consider or he needs to consider because when a conversation is brought up, it's for good reason, right? You have the uncomfortable conversations because you care about the relationship. I've told my therapist time and time again that sometimes I feel like I'm in relationships for too long, for much longer than I should be in the relationship. And for the first time ever, I was given the perspective of if you're going to continue to try and you want to continue to make the effort, you're not in the relationship for too long. And that was the first time ever where I felt um, comforted by the idea that if I continue to make the effort, it's because I care. It's because I want to stay in the relationship. But that fucking goes both ways, kings and queens. If one partner at any point you feel does not make the same fucking effort as you do, think about it. Think about it long and fucking hard, but don't think about it for too long. Because the more you think about it, the more you're gonna consider all the good things. And sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes it's not worth it. <sighs> this episode sounds very um, like I needed to get it off my chest. And I think there were moments where I felt like that was probably the case. And it's a lot longer than 50 minutes, so please enjoy this episode. Um, what are my takeaways this episode? I think that at the end of the day, both partners need to choose to make an effort. Relationships are hard fucking work, but they don't have to be hard fucking work, right? You make an effort every day to get through moments of hardship, to get through fights, to choose peace over being right, but it shouldn't be hard work to love somebody. It shouldn't be hard work to be a team it should never be hard work to have an uncomfortable conversation and then feel like that was not worth it because you didn't feel heard or that you felt like you were banging your head against a fucking wall the entire time or that it was only your problem. So if any of these things resonated with you or that it relates to you, do what's best for you. Make sure that you guys are happy first. Because if you're not happy with yourselves, because there's always going to be some part of us, at least that's what I'm learning for myself, is that what I look for in relationships, I need to satisfy for myself first. And I, until I satisfy that for myself first, I will never be satisfied by anything Christopher does, ever. So that's what I'm working on. I need to, whatever it is that I'm looking for externally, I need to do for myself first. And then, and then, and only then will I say, you're not fulfilling what I need. And I've made an effort for years and I never felt it back. And then it's over and failed, failed. That's not what I wanted to say. Relationships that end are very different from relationships that fail. And I learned that through Miss Orna 
something. God, I suck at this. But I will link her show that's on Showcase. She's a couples therapist. And I've been watching that show as well just because, I mean, it's me, guys. You know this already. And that was one of the questions she asked in an episode with Alex on Call Her Daddy. And she asked Alex. Alex was talking about a relationship and she said it failed. And Dr. Orna said, well, did it fail or did it end? And I was like mid sprint and I stopped. I stopped so fast that the momentum like almost made me fall over because I started thinking about, I was like, none of my first two relationships, I think sit so well with all parties because it didn't fail. You know, even though my first relationship was a cheater situation, it didn't fail. It just had to end. And I think that was one of the like most profound things I've ever heard in my life. So if your relationship has to end, guys, then it ends and you cry and you grieve and you deny and you're angry, you know, all the steps. And then you move on. You're not a failure if your relationship ends. Your relationship wasn't a failure if it ends. It just sometimes it has to not be in your life anymore. Um, and all of these things that I just said in the episode are not the only things that you guys have to pay attention to, obviously, but you know, they're the biggest ones for me and they mean a lot for me. And, you know, I've come to the conclusion that like relationships end all the time. And I think to have the fear of being alone and to have the fear that relationships never end is what is what kept me in relationships, at least at the time, I thought, for too long. And to have the knowledge and acceptance now that my relationship with Christopher could end at any point for a number of reasons, right? But because I choose to stay in it, because I choose to put the effort in, because I choose to be who I am and to trust him with that amount of vulnerability and to trust him with that amount of acceptance um, is what is making our relationship work right now, right? I mean, our relationship could be like the fucking notebook. I don't know. But I'm also not going to say that I'm not prepared to have to be okay with the idea that maybe we're not like the notebook, right? And that's okay, guys, it's okay. You're never really alone. I think that's one of the biggest things too that in Real Housewives right now, Taylor is going through this really shit marriage. And I've seen myself in her so many times in her episodes. And you're never really alone. You're never alone. You have your girls, you have your family, you have your best friends. You know, speaking from experience, I have everyone, everyone aside of my relationship to lean on, to count on. So I'm not alone, I'm not alone. Um, and I think that's why I, you know, the, 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 I'm the way that I am in my relationship now is that I can't depend on Christopher to be happy. I can't depend on Christopher to be the entire village that I need all the time. 
right? But I can depend on him for certain things that I need, that I need to be fulfilled in a relationship. And if at any point that is no longer the case, then I have to be willing to accept that it's no longer the case, right? Ah, this episode is like 30 minutes long and this is uh, your Friday feels, my queens and kings. I have also decided that because of my Peloton app, I'm gonna start calling people queens and kings because every time Robin Arzon, Arzon calls me a queen, I start crying when I'm <laughs> running. So, um, she says this thing that like legit triggers the tears like no one's business. She's, she tells everyone during the, her runs, at least I do her runs, um, to keep your chin up, baby, because your crown will slip. And I'm just like bawling my eyes out while I'm running when she says that. Um, so keep your head high, guys. You know, you are your number one fan. You're the only person who knows yourself best, no matter how connected you feel to anybody in your life, be it friends, family, intimate partners. You're the only person at the end of the day when you close your eyes, it's just you. So make sure you guys are gentle with yourselves. Make sure you guys choose your happiness first. Always, 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 always. And um, let me know how you guys are doing. Toronto has been raining for the past like three, four days now. It's been romantical for the time being, but you know, sometimes my running shoes, my new, like they just slip. They have no grip now, so I have to get new running shoes. But this month is a bit of um, expense for me because we're trying not to do any takeout this month because we're just, we've gotten so used to it that it's like hard for us. So that's what we're working on. But my expenses involve my tattoos and my haircut this month, so I can't really go above and beyond my budget for running shoes, guys. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I love you guys. <clears throat> my voice is coming, is leaving, is going. I think it's going, right? When apparently I've gotten too excited about this episode. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's a longer episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I won't apologize for it because it just happened to be a longer episode. If you guys want to stop listening at any point, just stop listening. Um, I'll see you guys next week. I promise I'll come out with a guest episode soon. It's just they're so long to edit, and I have midterms, guys. Midterms. Okay, bye. I love you all. Okay, bye. Hayes and Echo also say bye. They're trying to be quiet right now, so not like... You can hear her sometimes. She gets excited. Okay, bye. I love you.